you'll recognize that the more you spend on eating out and the bigger your family is, the greater that number becomes. And depending on your income, this could actually start eating away way more than what's healthy, meaning it could be 20, 25% of your income. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so that you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We're your hosts, David Thompson and Leo Sabo, and in today's episode, we are going to break down food costs. We're going to look at eating at home, we're going to look at eating out, and we're going to go into several different categories, fast food, fast casual sit-down restaurants, fine dining. Uh, this episode, I, I, when I even think about listening to this as, as just somebody enjoying the podcast, it's like, oh, do I really want to listen to a food about uh, a podcast about eating out and, and budgeting for food? Let me just tell you, we are going to go through some numbers, personal numbers. We're going to go through some really good data just to give you a mental framework for how often should I be eating at home? How often should I be eating out? And, and to give you some boundaries and guidelines and ideas to say, oh, this is how much it costs in general. And it will, I believe, cause you to reevaluate your own personal habits. And I think that's extremely healthy. Uh, we're not saying that you've got to change anything dramatically. We're not going to be really heavy handed on anything at all. But this will give you a mental framework for thinking about food and it'll cause you to reevaluate just a little bit. Hey, am I really making the best choices in my day-to-day -day life to fulfill the goals and values that I have for my family and my finances long-term? Yeah, and this lines up with our uh, four steps to purposeful living. The first one being spend on purpose. And we are consistently challenged to stick to the plans that we create, right? So hopefully you have a budget. If you don't, you need to have one. But if you do have one, you know that every year as you're kind of reassessing where are you financially, how do you budget for the next 12 months, what are your goals, how much do you want to save, how much do you want to invest, there's always going to be challenges to sticking to those numbers. And one of the ones that are one that we deal with every day, right, David, is food. We have to eat at least three times a day. Most of us eat three times or more per day. And that's an ongoing cost. And life can get busy. And we will share some of our personal challenges with that and how we, even though we, we, we're not militant about food, uh, we both have a budget on groceries, we both have a budget for eating out, but how do we stick with that year over year? How do we not blow that up, which is so, so easy to do? And it's really to equip you to be more aware so that whatever plan you put in place, you can actually stick with and accomplish your goals in 2022. That's our goal is to help you. And this is one of those areas, especially in the last few months with inflation rising, we see costs are going up both at restaurants, but also, of course, in the grocery store. So how do we still maintain a good balance between what we're spending, eating good food, making sure that our families are taken care of without blowing up our budget? That's right. So we want to give you some numbers off the bat. Uh, hopefully these will stick in your brain because Leo and I, some of this is estimating and then some of it is very well-researched dollar for dollar numbers that Leo and I have come up with, but we're going to lay some numbers down on the front end so you can get a vague idea or an estimate in your mind of what we're talking about when we say fast food and fast casual and sit down. So when we talk about fast food, uh, we're going to look at two different things, families of two. So just maybe a married couple. 
uh, and then families of four. And when I say families of two, you might add in a baby, and it could be two to three people. When I say families of four, it could be four to five with some young kids. But we're going to go families of two, families of four. And then we're also going to look at what it would look like if you did home-cooked meals, what it would look like if you did fast food, fast casual, sit down, fine cuisine. So when we say fast food for two people, we're thinking that it is, on average, about $20. Now, this is interesting because it used to be when you did fast food at McDonald's, per se, you had the dollar menu, you could get $5 items for two different people, you spend about 10 with tax and a few other things, maybe 11, 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. Those, those days are pretty gone, yeah. I've noticed when yeah. I go out, I, I was just looking at what we actually spent on fast food, Ashley and I, and when I look at it, um, even this is it's just crazy going to Taco Bell. Just the two of us going to Taco Bell is at least eighteen dollars, mm. and and I was shocked by that because I'm like, all I did was get a little case quesadilla with you know chicken and two tacos and a drink, and Ashley got you know something similar, and I'm like, oh okay, I guess the prices of eat fast food has gone up a little bit. Yeah. So twenty dollars for fast food. So that just to clarify, that's yeah. ten dollars per person. Yes. Right. So yeah. so that this is I think this will be helpful. What we did is we looked at what would it cost to go to a fast food restaurant for two people, what mm-hmm. would that typically cost? So we looked at our own expenses, the different fast food places we frequent, and just looked to see what is the average that we spent. That's right. And then we did the same thing for more fast food casual. We'll mm-hmm. define what those are, what's a sit down, and then of course, fine cuisine. And we came down to what is it per person, yeah. uh, what dollar per amount meal. is per person. Yeah. And then you can multiply that if you have a household of two or a household of four. Of course, it's easier to do the math that way. So hopefully that's helpful, but that's where the $20 comes from. Yep, that's right. And then with fast casual, uh, we were thinking along the lines of uh, a Panera. Mm-hmm. Um, we have here in DFW, we've got Chiloso, uh, which is a fast casual Tex-Mex place. And you go through a line and you kind of order off of um, a pre-made you know, bar of food, you know, Hey, I'll take rice. I'll take beans similar to a Chipotle concept. And, but you don't have a tip, you know, it's fast, it's casual. You don't have a server that's coming over and, and refilling your drinks. But it's um, also not McDonald's or Waterburger right. or one of these, you know, fast food places where they serve a million people in about two hours. Yes. And there's one called Kava that's Mediterranean, similar concept. So, um, I, and I love, I actually love the fast casual cause it's a little bit better meal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little healthier as well. It's a little healthier, but it's not nearly as expensive as sit down. Sit down. Uh, so fast casual, we said for two people, it's usually about twelve fifty a serving per 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 meal. So sometimes you get it for ten, sometimes you get it for fifteen, but twelve fifty. Uh, sit down. We looked at with tip, and you're going. You're going to look at about seventeen fifty per person, thirty five dollars. Fine cuisine. You got to a nice restaurant. You're looking about $25 per person. That's including tip and a drink. So you're looking about 50 bucks. Uh, now, Leo, do you want to break down some of these home costs? Because we actually went through and did a few examples. Mm-hmm. So what are we looking at when we talk about home-cooked meals uh, and, and building out servings in a home-cooked meal setting? Yeah, so when you, when you go grocery shopping, you're going to buy items that can be used not just for one meal, but there are certain meals, especially if you have certain preferred type of meals. For instance, for us, it's lasagna or any kind of pasta. And we typically make enough to feed friends that we have over, our kids or our grandkids come over. But then it's also something we have left over either for lunch the next day or dinner for the next day. So it's at least used 
for at least two meals, sometimes even more than mm -hmm. that. And so when you take the breakdown of the cost of the ingredients and you spread it out over how many actual meals you're providing, you'll be surprised. It surprised us to a degree to find out how much cheaper it is. Again, we share that if you do a fast food, it's $10 a person, fast casual, $12.50. It continues to go up, right. $17.50, $35, that kind of thing. All right, so let's just take lasagna, which is a pasta meal that anyone can make. So we looked at all the ingredients that are necessary. We looked at the spaghetti sauce, the ground beef, the lasagna pasta itself, the uh, ricotta cheese, the mozzarella cheese, and I, th I think that's it. I think I'm, I might be missing one other thing. But ultimately, we looked at all those and literally went to Walmart on the grocery app and looked to see what these things would cost. And the total cost was $16.11. All right, so you take this $16.11, and when we make lasagna, we make two pans. It's a pan that's 9, nine by 11, so a typical baking pan which will feed about eight people. When you cut it into a good size square, you'll get eight, eight squares out of it. And then we have an additional one, uh, a smaller one that's only, I think, I want to say it's about, I don't know, maybe six by six or something like that. And so we always free freeze the six by six smaller pan for later when Natalie and I will make it for ourselves. What we can get out of those two pans is 11 servings, okay, 11 servings. And if you break that down, 1611 divide by 11, you're, it's a dollar forty-six per meal, mm -hmm. right? so you can feed a person a good meal for a dollar fifty, let's say, okay, instead of ten dollars, twelve fifty, seventeen. You see what I mean? So this is where grocery shopping begins to pay off because you're buying ingredients, but you're not you're not spending twenty dollars to make a meal. Right now, sometimes you are. It sure. just depends on what you're cooking. But many times throughout the month, you have these meals that can extend and provide several meals. Uh, throughout that week or yeah. whatever. And, and, you can or do you can soups. freeze it and do it easy. Yeah, you can do later. soups. There's salads you can do. You buy all the ingredients exactly. and you can just build it throughout the week. Ashley and I do, we call it taco junk and you have ground beef and corn yeah, and beans and you yeah. know, salsa. And again, you get 11 servings for less than $20. For $1.50 a serving, it's less than a seventh yep. of, of fast food. Yep. If you were to go out and buy lasagna at a restaurant, at a decent restaurant, it's going to be at least $10, but it's yeah. likely going to be, with a tip, it'd be 12 yeah. And oftentimes, there are places they'll charge you $15 for their lasagna. So with yep. a tip, it's you know 18 So you go from $1.50 up to at yeah. least 15 bucks. You're plus looking the at, tip. Plus the tip. Plus you, the drink. Right. Yeah, yeah, drink. Yeah, you're looking at, at a one-tenth of the cost. Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. Yep. And this is where it kind of... What we hope you'll understand from this is not that you should always cook at home and never eat out. It's just to understand that when you plan on, let's say, spending a certain amount on groceries every month, with this in mind, that I have this many people to feed, these many meals, you're planning it based on that. And then when you go grocery shopping, you kind of adjust it to see what can I do with, let's say, $700 a month for my family of four or, or $800 a month. But then when you add the fast food or the occasional sit-down that usually is not in exchange for not having the grocery bill. It's usually on top of it. And this is something we've noticed ourselves is that over time as we've incorporated eating out. And for us, Natalie and I grew up where our families didn't have the means to go out to eat all the time. In fact, in our generation, it just wasn't a normal thing. Fast food was somewhat invented as we were growing up. Mm -hmm. So going out to eat was a treat. It was not something you did usually. My parents would... My mom would always make food for everything. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner was at home. 
And it was only after, only on special occasions or after we stepped out on our own and, you know, it became more okay for us to go to a Taco Bell or to a, you know, burger joint or whatever. Whereas my parents, even to this day, very rarely go out to eat. They just weren't raised that way. That's fine. Our, our culture today is very much eating out is kind of typical normal. It's a lot more normalized than it used to be. But when we incorporated the eating out as an entertainment category, right? It's not food for us. It's, it's an experience, right? Uh, it's a date. It's something like that. And so when we do that, we set aside a certain amount. But we never think, gosh, the, the days that we go out to eat, we have to take that from the grocery budget. We, right. we don't typically. We don't say, well, that typically costs us 35 Because if we were to, say, let's say, do a sit-down, it's cost us $35. And we did that once a week. Okay, that's what one hundred and forty dollars. We don't take that from our grocery budget. Yeah, you don't reduce the grocery budget by no. one forty. And and this is and a, you don't even reduce it by four meals, like a dollar fifty a piece times the two of you three bucks times right. four meals. You don't reduce your grocery budget by twelve dollars no. because you spend one hundred and twenty dollars eating out. Right. <laughs> like yeah. you don't you don't think that way. And when you're dealing with a family, it's a lot different. If you were an individual living by yourself, that's easier to do. I've coached people that are single, who. They would say, well, you know, I tend to socialize more on meals, so can I just kind of combine the two and just decide what, what I want to buy and eat at home? And maybe they have dinner with friends every night or would, you know, eat out every night for dinner, but then all the other meals, they pack a lunch and they have breakfast at home. And I said, hey, it's your money. It's, it's completely up to you as long as it fits your budget. It's not about fitting a certain mold. But with a family of, let's say, four, that's so hard to do because – as soon as you step out, you're going to spend $50 on even a drive through You're going to spend $40. And that is really, we'll share some numbers in a moment, that gets to be very expensive. And depending on income, that could be a larger percentage than what's healthy for your family. And being aware makes you able to then look at it and make that decision, what's best for your family, both in experiencing those occasions where you are eating out, you are enjoying yourselves as a family, but also keeping your budget from, again, blowing up because yeah. you do have a plan and, and you're only doing that when it's safe and when it's calculated and planned and executed in the way you planned already. So I think that's that's an important thing is being aware. We're going to talk about food in this episode, but I just wanted to give 30 seconds to the category of drinks. So if you go to a restaurant, you're all, it's almost always going to be $2 for the drink. Or more. Or Very more Very rarely days. you'll find $2 nowadays. Right. Now, maybe a fast food, but most, yeah. most sit-downs are Most sit-downs are more. That. Right. If you go store-bought soda, like, you know, 12 cans, you're looking at about 50 cents per serving. Mm-hmm. If you do bags of tea, Lipton tea, you can buy 20 bags of tea for $2. Mm-hmm. So you could have an eight-ounce glass of tea. And honestly, you could probably use the bag twice, but that's that's over the top. But that means 10 cents per serving. It's even more than that. Because if yeah. you have 20 bags of tea, something Natalie and I do is we'll make our own tea. Yep. And so we'll brew and put five, five of those packs, yep. right? So one fourth of, of what it's in, well, yeah, yeah, one quarter of what's in the bag. And we'll use those, but then we make a gallon, a pitcher, yeah. right? And that is at least 10 drinks, right? Because right. it's, it's 128 ounces, so it's actually more like 16. So it's 16 drinks, eight ounces each. Yeah, so you're so looking you're at talking about five pennies. cents yeah. to 10 cents per serving. And 10 cents is on the high end. Uh, and that's one twentieth of what you would do in a restaurant. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, there's water, which is probably less than a penny at, from your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, bottled water is a different story, but 
but from your home, water, filtered, let's even buy a filter once or twice a year, you're still looking at about a penny per yeah. serving. Yeah. So just, uh, we're not going to spend any more time on drinks, but again, just be aware. You know this, but let it resink in. A bag of tea is one twentieth the cost of a drink in a restaurant. Soda at home, maybe about a quarter of the cost. And then there's obviously different different ways to create different drinks at home. So just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. So Leo, let's talk about uh, actually building out the total month cost for a family of two versus a family of four. Families that eat out a couple times a week, fast food, sit down, fine yeah. dining. Let's talk about that. That's good. Yeah. So our thought was, well, how often do people do this? How often do we do it? And what would that look like in, in actual dollars? And you'll recognize that the more you spend on eating out and the bigger your family is, the greater that number becomes. And depending on your income, this can actually start eating away way more than what's healthy, meaning it could be 20, 25% of your income. And some people will say, well, that's that's really our only splurge. We just don't like to cook. We like to eat out. It's It's just the way we do life. Okay, that's fine. But by doing that, recognize that you're, you're doubling what you normally should be spending on food. So where is that 12% then coming from or 15%? Is, yeah. it, is it that you no longer buy new cars? You're only buying cars that are beaters and not beaters, but you know what I mean? They're all cash and they're, you know, no frills there. Or are you choosing to not buy a home but rent so that you never have that higher cost of having home ownership? What are you giving up? Because you have to give up something. When 25% of your income is going to food, uh, the rest 75 is just not going to cut it to do everything else that you might want to do or a typical family wants to do. So we want to run through the numbers so you have a better understanding of, of maybe what's happening in your own life. Um, it kind of surprised us. Again, David and I have been on a budget for a long time. We'll share some of those personal examples and how it played out in our own personal budget over the last 12 months so that you have an understanding of how we do it, and maybe that'll help. But let's start with the family of two. If you're doing home-cooked meals and you buy groceries for a month, with two people, the cost is going to be somewhere around $3 per meal. So if we just average three, again, we said that pasta, a pasta meal, like a lasagna meal, was $1.40, less than $1.60, actually $1.46, so less than $1.50. But we thought, let's, let's just bump it up to an average of $3 per meal. There's 90 meals, right? Three meals a day, 90 meals per person per month, 180 total meals at a cost of $3. That's $540. So for two, for a couple, just for food, right? Not grocery bill, but just for food, it would be about $540. We added another $200 to that because there's other things that we buy when we go grocery shopping. We also have other things that are just kind of part of that bill. Uh, when I go to Walmart or Kroger or wherever I would go to buy groceries. We also buy paper towels. We buy dish soap. We buy laundry soap, uh, toothpaste. All those things are part of it. So we added $200, $100 per person. So it's $740 for a couple. And that's a good number. David and I both are right around that. My wife and I are at six, uh, $675 per month. Uh, sorry, it's actually $725 a month and uh, for groceries and $200 for eating out. And David, what are, where are you guys? And at? Ashley and I are at about $600 a month for groceries and then 250 for eating out. Okay, so very close to that. And then we'll share what we actually did over the last 12 months so you'll have an idea of, of whether that's reasonable for our families. Right. 
Now, if you go to the next, which is a family of four. Now, let me back up. So a family of two, that's just groceries. You're not eating out anything at all. When you begin to go out to eat, we started with, what if you went to a fast food restaurant three times a week, which is not unheard of because think of life. I know this happens to us. There's always the pressure of both worked hard all day. It's the end of the day. It's going on six o'clock. Natalie's just gotten home from work. I've been busy all day. I haven't had time to even think about dinner. She comes in through the door and I realized, well, okay, we, I need to stop working. I need to start cooking something. And my wife doesn't like to cook. So I'm usually the one that will do it because I do enjoy it. So now I have to think, I got to thaw something out. I got to, it's going to take me 30, 45 minutes to cook something. And honestly, folks, sometimes you, you know this, you just don't want to do it. And it's so easy. By the way, I, my, my wife does not like to cook. As I said, takes no effort to get her to agree to go out to eat. <laughs> None whatsoever. Whether it's a drive through or a sit down, she's more than happy to oblige. So I know it's usually up to me to say, I'm going to cook something so we don't go out to eat. Because I know the cost is higher. And we can't do it all the time. We know what our budget is and we stick with it. All right. So if you're going to do it three times a week, that's typical. I think it can easily happen to a family, especially if you have a family of two or more. Then you take that $740 for groceries and you add what we said. Fast food is, again, $10 a person for two people to do it three times a week. That's an extra $120 per person, an extra $240 for the month. So that's $740 plus the $240. So now that food bill is going to be $980 total, right? $240 for the eating out, $740 for the uh, groceries. So it's $980. Now, if you don't eat fast food and you say, no, we don't like fast food, we're going to go sit down somewhere. Now you're going from 240 to 480 because, again, it's not $10, it's at $17.50. So it's actually double. We just doubled it because we said, okay, let's make it average $40. I went back through my budget over the last couple, three months and looked at the sit-down meals that Natalie and I have had, and they were between $37 and $42, so yeah. right around $40. Average, and that includes uh, tip and tax and all the other stuff. So now you're looking at overall costs, $740 for groceries plus $480 for eating out. You're at $1220, okay? And then the last one is let's add one fine dining sit-down a month. You go somewhere nice. It's $50. Uh, it's $100 a person. Again, this is nice. It's not something you do all the time. I mean, maybe you don't do it every month, but we know some folks like to do that. So we just threw that in there. So if you were to add one meal for both of you at $100 each, uh, that's $680, right? Because you're still going to do the other fast food or sit down. So that's $680 for eating out. So $740 plus $680 is $1420. So somewhere between almost $1,000 to $1,400 is where you're going to spend on eating out if you just have a family of two. Right. What does it look like for a family of four? Well, and and just to be aware, the big thing here is you're going from $740 a month potentially up to 1400 a month it, pretty much so you've doubled your food costs yeah and and what you've done is add over 600 dollars a month when you go to the high end mm-hmm. just to the medium end somewhere between fast food and sit down you're adding over about 400 bucks a month mm-hmm. 400 dollars a month let's just let's make it a little conservative let's say you saved 300 dollars a month instead of spending it on food over 40 years mm. at 10% compound interest, you'd have $1.5 million. Mm-hmm. So just be aware there is an opportunity cost as well. Sure. And Always. eating at home is often healthier. Uh, so there's just two big benefits. 
That being said, both Leo and I, we still eat out. We still spend more than just groceries. Right. But but just be aware mentally of the impact. Okay, now let's go to a family of four. Mm-hmm. Family of four, we looked at it and said, okay, if you have four people, it was $3 a meal when it's two people. But with, with four people, you now have twice as many meals, but you are probably going to actually spend a little bit less on preparing those meals per person. So it's $2 per meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, $2 per meal times 360 meals, because that's four people eating three times a day. So we'll go through that. You're looking about $720 just for the meals for the four people. Then you add $300 for the miscellaneous grocery shopping products. So you're looking at about $1,020 grocery shopping per month for a family of four. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower, but we're going off of 1020 Now, 1020 you add in three times fast food per week, that's another $480 per month. Mm-hmm. So you've gone from about $1,000 a month to $1,500 a month. Yep. It's $480 of difference. That's like 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you go to sit down, you go from the 10, 20 a month, you add in another 960 a month. I don't think a lot of people realize if you were to do sit down three times a week, that's 12 times a month. Yeah. You're looking at 980 bucks. That's another thousand dollars to your budget. And then this is where it's obviously it feels staggering, but there's some people who their income, this works for their family and their lifestyle. So there's nothing, there's nothing judgmental here, but it is the numbers look large. If you do the one times fine dining with your family of four plus two sit downs, you're looking at another $1,360 per month on top of your 1,020. Mm-hmm. So it turns out to be about $2,400. Yeah. So again, you go from $1,000 on just groceries to more, two and a half times, essentially, when you start to eat, add eating in and some fine dining. $1,000 a month for groceries, 1500 if you did fast food for a family of four, 2000 if you did sit-downs, uh, and then 2400 if you did some sit-downs and a fine dining. Again, just realize if you spend anywhere from 500 to $700 more per month, realize the opportunity cost yeah. of that on investing or other areas that you might be able to use that money. Now, we know that many people don't eat uh, or sit down to eat three times a week. But there are seasons when we do it more often, other seasons when we do it less often. The point here is not to say, oh, my my scenario doesn't fit exactly. I might do a couple of sit downs or I might do four or five a month, not three a week. That's not the point. The point is realizing the cost difference when this becomes a normal way of life for us. When we just routinely think, well, we got to eat. So no one, no one wants to cook or no one's, no one's going grocery shopping. We don't have anything in the house to make. So we're just going to go and eat out. And especially with families who have kids that are in sports and thing, you know, those kind of after school activities, it's very easy to get into this lifestyle where you're eating almost every meal out because you have a very uh, fast paced lifestyle. And so it's very hard to, to not have this budget just completely go double what you should. And the purpose of this podcast is not to point fingers or make you feel bad or anything like that. It's to make you aware. 
what's typical, what's normal, and how it changes, how drastically it can negatively impact you if you are not aware of it, or if you're aware of it, but you're just not managing it mm-hmm. by a very specific plan. Uh, we sh- we told you guys that we would share our own numbers, so so we'll do that. As far as food's concerned, I'll give you an example. Again, I use a software that allows me to go back and, and look at all the numbers and what percentage of my income and all that stuff. Well, our groceries for the year, this is just Natalie and I, it's just the two of us, was supposed to be, we budgeted 7,000, um, no, I'm sorry, we budgeted, again, it was 725 a month. I think it came out to $8,400 a year or $8,700 a year. But we actually spent less than that, which surprised us. This is a, probably the first year this has ever happened for us. We spent 7345 which is an average of $612 a month. Okay, It's less than we planned, but actually by 100 plus, because right. we were planning 725 a month. But somehow we spend less, and that's a good thing. Now, we are budgeting 150 for eating out, but we actually spent 2411 for the year, which is 201 a month. So the $50 we saved in the groceries, I mean, and the 50 more we spent on eating out, we actually still st- stuck within our budget and spent less than we did overall. And, and I'll tell you, this is not that we're better than anyone else. It's just we keep an eye on it. Um, we don't go out to eat, especially as we near the end of the month without being aware how much do we have left over. And sometimes Natalie will ask me. She'll be on her way home and she'll say, hey, what do we have, to, uh, to, you know, how much do we have in our eating out budget? Because I don't want to cook today. I'd like to go out to eat. And I'll look and I'll say, hey, we have $14.32. She's like, okay, Whataburger it is. Yeah, <laughs> there know? you go. <laughs> we'll figure out a way to stick with that or within a dollar or two of that. But ultimately, it's not about constricting our lifestyle or, or doing without. It's just finding something that works for us so we can enjoy both. Have good, healthy food, maintain our budget, achieve our other financial goals, while at the same time enjoying this you know, fun thing that we get to do every once in a while. Yeah. So for Ashley and I, I think it's interesting. Leo budgeted just over $700 for groceries, but he actually spent $600. Uh, <laughs> Ashley and I ha- have budgeted $600 a month. And I went back through five or six months of last year, line by line. And in March, we spent 550. In April, we spent 500. In May, it was 580. In June, 550. In July, it was 800. Mm. So that 800 brings all those slightly under 600 numbers back to an average of 600. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then July was honestly right at 600, or August was right at 600. So we budgeted 600 and we averaged just right around 600 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, and then when it came to eating out, though, we budgeted 250. So Leo had budgeted 150, 150 yeah. and, and was spending about 200. We budgeted 250. And when I went through and looked at it, we were almost right in line at about 250. We were 230 in March, 250 in April, 250 in May. To fifty in June, and like within a dollar or two, like yeah. within five bucks, because I rounded these numbers in July to thirty, and then in August two hundred. I will say this: uh, as soon as we had our our we adopted Ezra in September, mm-hmm. we had a lot more eating out and less home cooked meals in October, November, and then December with family outings and gifts and holidays. Our our numbers were slightly different, but. Yeah. I do think it's interesting. We were just at about 250 or under in our eating out. So 600 for groceries, 250 for eating out with one caveat. We we also have a personal spending category where mm-hmm. Ashley gets 100 bucks a month to, to do whatever she wants. So she'll go get Chick-fil-A salad sometimes with that or she'll pick up a meal. 
I'm at work, I'll, I'll run over to Chick-fil-A or Choloso or Kava that I mentioned earlier. And I've got $100 a month that I can spend however I want. It's not always food. Sometimes it's, it's anything. Uh, it's personal spending. So, but I will just say that there, there could be a few meals that were not tracked in our grocery eating out or our um, eating out category that came through that personal spending. So maybe it was slightly higher even than the 250 but it, but it is interesting to see the numbers that Leo and I talked about today are, are very accurate. Actually, if anything, the 740 a month was a little bit generous. Mm-hmm. And when you added in the eating out to the tune of fast food for about 240 is what we had estimated. Um, you know, Leo and I stayed within that 250 yeah. pretty much every month over the last year. So give or take. Yeah. So it's just interesting. It's cool to see the numbers. Yeah. It's cool to see that it works. And again, we're in a specific part of the country in, in the North Texas area, but we know that there are different costs to this in different places. However, I will say this, we used to live in Chicago and that was slightly different than it is here. And still the numbers really didn't change very much. And I'll tell you why this is important because it's really based on what what is a safe, reasonable amount for you. One of the things that you guys know that we have communicated in the past is that there's a percentage guideline that we use, which gives us at least a, an average percentage of what a family with a certain type of income, a certain family type should spend in each one of your categories. And you can find that on leosaber.com. Well, when you look at those, I can, you know, I can choose different things to buy to stay within my budget. There are so many ver- uh, variations of products and foods that I can buy that if I know I have this much to spend, then I can adjust to that. And I think that's the case anywhere you are. Now, I, I don't assume or wouldn't want you to eat, you know, rice and beans or something that's not healthy for you and your family long term. But understand that it is possible if you're aware, if you're keeping an eye on this, it's it's possible to stick with the plan you've created. And and any staple diet that you'll see in any major region of the world you can prepare at home for less than $3 a serving. So the lasagna was a perfect example. Pasta dishes, you can prepare that will last for multiple meals with leftovers. You can always prepare pasta, sauce, and meat, and some bread. Mm -hmm. And you you can do that. Mexican food. You can do rice and beans and ground beef and tortillas and, and some cheese yeah. and vegetables, and you can do that for $3 a meal. You can do it with Mediterranean food. You can do it with Asian food. It takes time and energy, and that's what Leo and I have, you know, that's where we wrestle. It's like, hey, I'm tired. It's the end of a long day. We're going to eat out. But we've limited the number of times we do that and the amounts that we spend, and we've seen the fruit of that in our lives with a little bit healthier cooking, a little bit healthier lifestyle. We're not health gurus. Just I'm just saying a little bit over here. And then, And then on the flip side of that, that extra $300 a month that we could have spent on food, we've intentionally saved mm-hmm. into investments yeah. and we've seen those grow over time. Yeah. And and so I'm anticipating over the lifetime of 40 years of working and income and saving, I'm anticipating $1.5 million. Maybe I'm conservative, so I'm anticipating 1 million, but I'm, I'm actually anticipating that I'll have a million dollars in my retirement account because I, I ate out less often. And I'm actually living that out. And I've, I'll say from being married for almost 10 years now, we see the real fruit of that. Yeah. We are on our way towards those investment goals. 
and we are seeing a consistency of living below our means, spending on purpose, saving before we spend, increasing our margin, and then being able to invest that wisely. So this is a fun episode for me. Yeah, me too. Well, we hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, our desire was that you would understand how this would play into your own budget and maybe looking at it in 2022 and refining whatever you need to find, be more intentional so that you can achieve your financial goals this year. Thank you for listening. We enjoyed uh, putting this episode together. If you did, do us a huge favor and just share it with someone. And you could also, of course, subscribe to our podcast if you want to get um, these podcasts into your player uh, on a weekly basis. And then if you would, leave us a review. We would love for you to give us a five-star review if we have earned it. And again, share it. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all the different social media channels that we're on. But we enjoyed it. Hope you did. And I hope you found some value in it. Well, we look forward to seeing you next time where together we, we can, can keep, keep getting, getting money right. Let's say you saved $300 a month instead of spending it on food. Over 40 years at 10% compound interest, you'd have $1.5 million. Mm-hmm.